What You Missed on Weekend Mornings with Jason Dacey. Seems like a long time since the World Cup final, but to talk about the beautiful game, as usual, we have Neil Humphreys in the house. Good morning. <laughs> and talking about beautiful places, before we start on the World Cup, you know, I forgot you just said Topayu there, right? And yeah. I forgot that we are actually in Topayu. You take it for granted. <laughs> it's where you live. Topayu made me famous. I was just thinking, I lived across the road from here, and you saying Topayu, uh, listeners will know this, but it, from the Chinese, Dabayao, but it loosely translates from Big Swamp. So we are sitting in the big swamp of Singapore. Wow, it got are... its name because in the 70s, Topayu, where we're sitting right now, was the first complete town in Singapore. As we know, famously, the first complete HDB town with full facilities. Because it was first, it was literally built in the middle of the forest, in the middle of the swamp. So it was a bit shunned at first. People didn't want to live in the big swamp. It had negative connotations. You know, people say, no, I actually live in Bishan. You know what I mean? <laughs> or I live in Breda or whatever the closest. I live in Serangoon or whatever. Oh. So they never wanted to be associated oh. with the big swamp. Fast forward, of course, to where we are right now. Prime real estate, man. Yeah. Topayu is where it's at. The middle, middle of the island, the middle right? middle of the diamond, oh, yeah. yes. Well, what, the big swamp. what a wealth of knowledge you are on this uh, weekend <laughs> day. And I guess everyone in Topayo was watching the, the World Cup final, like everywhere yes. else in Singapore. Great final. A great final. Uh, of course, France uh, beating Croatia 4-2 to win their second World Cup title, first since 1998. Luka Modric won the golden ball. Yep. He was, of course, on the losing side. Uh, when we look back on this World Cup, what would we say? I would say that if I think back to John Lennon in 1967 when he was having several LSD trips and looking up and seeing all kinds of stars <laughs> while writing Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, whatever was going through his psychedelic trip at the time, exact same experience watching that World Cup final. It was like something out of Lewis Carroll. It was like looking through the looking glass. We had weird goals, great goals, strange goals, VAR goals, six goals. Weird decisions, strange decisions. It was a it was a final that encapsulated the madness in a good way mm. of the previous four mm-hmm. weeks. There has never been a World Cup like this, where you have had uh, champions going out. Okay, that's happened before, but so many contenders going out, thoroughbreds, Argentina, Spain, Germany, going out, uh, Portugal even, going out so early in the competition. Underdogs doing surprisingly well mm. when they were rubbish to start mm. with. Saudi Arabia. Honestly, it looked like us guys in the studio, seven guys we picked up from a coffee shop in Topayo, wearing Panama or Saudi Arabian shirts. They even came good-ish as the tournament went on. Yep, they improved. You had so many upsets. You had that phenomenal Japanese result, you know, mm. against Belgium, but yep. also when they won. And then, yep. of course, you had South Korea beating Germany. It was one long LSD trip, <laughs> I allege, right? It was an extraordinary uh, tournament from start to finish. Russia... My word. I mean, Vladimir Putin, he might be Donald Trump's best friend, but say what you like. It was a bromance. A bromance, but it was an extraordinary tournament because I never expected it. I don't think you expected it. I didn't really want to go to Russia. I made no secret of it. I... Some family friends asked me, should we go to Russia? I said, no. Uh, some of them were not white. I was mm, very frank. Mm. They were mixed race. And I said, I don't think dark-skinned people should be in Russia. Yep. Don't quote me. Danny Rose said the same thing. Yep, the he, t- he told his own uh, father. Defender, That's right. Yeah. The England defender. But there was no hooliganism to speak of. There was no violence. Every journalist, supporter, player, official at the tournament said it was a wonderfully warm experience. They made the public transport free, mm. which is a wonderful touch yep. for people with World Cup tickets and so on. 
It was just an, it was it was like a trip. It's like you woke up. Mm. That didn't happen. That was a dream experience. Four weeks of fantastically organised, beautiful, friendly football, and not a single controversy. Can you believe yeah. that? Not one. VAR borderline. Yeah. But there's always one. There's always like a really mm. like a Zinedine Zidane headbutt, yes. or there's football hooliganism, or there's a dodgy winner, or a dodgy referee, or you know you go back to 2002 and there was some shocking refereeing decisions. Mm. I remember famously, I think it was the Italy game against South Korea. That's right. That's there were right. allegations of corruption and South so Korea won that game that's right we've had none of that mm. nothing at all it's just been a great tournament and I'm actually kind of disappointed it's over yeah look I'm a bit like you I did not want to go to the World Cup I went to Germany 2006 and I loved that experience Germ- uh, Germany was great but Russia was one place I did not want to no. go for all the reasons that you outlined but they put on a fantastic tournament. I had one of my best friends from school was there, and I was watching through his Facebook feed about all the places, historic places yeah. he was visiting. So, look, uh, I'm also just a, I'm also a British citizen, so I was afraid to drink anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be afraid yeah. to touch any door yes, handles just exactly, in case. Exactly. So, you know, that final was a bit of an odd game because I think Bizarre. Croatia were the best team up till about the 58th minute. Definitely. You know, and they were I a bit agree. unlucky. But I, I think for me, Croatia were the story. Uh, the team uh, that brought the story home for yeah. us, the way that they played and, you know, th- what they've gone through. Uh, what else stood out for you as far as, um, you know, players that were that's, that were impressive and uh, teams that did well? Positives, obviously, you mentioned there, Luka Modric was, for me personally, easily the man of the tournament. I noticed one of, uh, there was a TV pundit uh, who didn't even put him in his best 11, which oh. I thought was oh, bizarre. Yeah, that is weird. Uh, but there you go. I thought he was a player of the tournament. Possibly a close second would be Kylian Mbappe. Mm. Kylian Mbappe was not as influential as Modric or even Eden Hazard, who I believe probably had three man-of-the-match performances as the tournament progressed. Yes. The difference being Mbappe got the backside off the seat. That's what World Cup should be He's about. He's exciting. You know, Johan Cruyff, 74. The Argentines in 78. You can go right down the list. Zico. They mm. didn't win the World Cup in 82. But John they Stones. got you. Exactly. <laughs> yes, John Stones. He puts himself on. <laughs> On his backside. Get it right. Get it right. Yes, we've got good old Harry Maguire. You know, with his huge forehead. Yeah. Uh, but no, no I, so I, I just thought here. I just thought Mbappe, that game against Argentina, a lot of people prefer the, the Spain-Portugal game. That's mm. been a lot of people's favourites. The 3-3 had the hat-trick from Ronaldo, the great free kick. Mm, that was a, one of the first games. Yeah, too. technically... I think you could make a strong case for Belgium's game against Brazil because I actually feel, I'm in the minority here, I actually feel that for the most part, Brazil played quite well. Mm. They just lost Casemiro against Brazil, mm. uh, against Belgium. Against Belgium yeah. Fernandinho was given the runaround. A superb, I mean, to get tactical about it, what Roberto Martinez did against Brazil, they'll be teaching that in co- uh, coaching courses, yes, you know. Yeah. To put Masterstroke. Yeah, I mean, to put your De Bruyne as your false number nine, it would be the equivalent of putting Delia Alley up front yes. and putting Harry Kane on the wing, yep. which, to be honest, they might as well have done <laughs> yeah. in the last couple of games. Yeah. But great masterstroke. But for me, the highlight was France and Argentina, the 4-3. Yes, it was a scrappy game. Yes, I don't know where the defences were. They mm. want to beat somewhere, mm. yeah. sipping cocktails. Mm. But if you love the game, if you grew up just loving the pure aesthetics of football, watching those Argentine defenders, heavyweight, hatchet men, Soil their underwear every time Mbappe <laughs> got the ball was uh, just a thing uh, of sheer joy. Uh, it was sheer joy. Uh, but there was lots of other stuff. If you talk about the quirky stuff, the, the oddball stuff, I, I thought Mitchy Batshuayi nearly knocking himself out <laughs> was a real highlight. The goal goes in. He didn't score it. Somebody else scored the goal for Belgium. He runs towards so the excited. goal to celebrate, almost wetting his knickers. He kicks the ball in celebration back that into the funny, goal. Yes. But from two yards... 
misses, hits the ball against the post, and because he's two yards away, the ball comes back, smacks him in the head, and almost knocks him oh, out. Dear. Absolutely I'll wonderful. Neymar, who most people go to hairdressers, he went to Pastamania yeah. to get his hair done. I'll have that on the menu, please. Plonked it on his head. So there was all kinds yeah. of weird stuff like that. I thought the uh, the 70s moustache award went to uh, the Russian manager, yeah. who I can't pronounce, who looked let's, like... Let's, let's move on. That's it, Vincent Del Bosque. Yeah. So, lookalike. So there was all kinds of things. I thought the umbrella of the tournament was that terrified K- KGB guy holding the umbrella over <laughs> Vladimir Putin's head when it started pouring down. Did you see that? Yes. Everybody else got soaked, but Vladimir uh, Putin did not get I'm surprised that Donald Trump rainwater. wasn't holding that umbrella. Oh, my. Yeah, he was, he was underneath. He was, he was propping it up. So everyone got saturated. The World Cup winners, the, the Croatian uh, head of state, everyone got soaked, but Vladimir does not, not get wet. All right, well, we'll say goodbye Brilliant. to the uh, 2018 World Cup. The next one is in Qatar in 2022. Yeah. And we will talk more about that and more with Neil Humphreys a bit later on here on Money FM 89.3.